0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Sneezing queen, about to happen. Sorry, I was about to sneeze. What an inappropriate time uh, to start a, sne- a sneeze fest! Uh, right when you're about to start a show, and I don't know about you guys, but when I sneeze, it's not just one sneeze; it's like nine. And I want to say, like literally, it's nine. My body, for some reason, sneezes nine times when I sneeze. God bless you. Yes. Exactly, exactly. So are you guys... By the way, we've got Harvey and Joe who are producing the show. Are you guys the same way? Like, it's never just one sneeze, right?
0: I'm in intervals of four.
1: Okay. Hey, listen, I'd love four. I'm at nine. Harvey?
2: I'm usually at three, and then I try to hold the last one in, but it just comes out, so...
1: You're not supposed to do that. You know that, right? I like, know, isn't but there, I can't is, help not isn't, 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 like, isn't there, like, some kind of... I don't know if there's an old Housewives tale, whatever, that... um. Or whatever that phrase is, uh, that when you sneeze, your your heart stops for a second.
3: I have heard of that. It's not. I don't know how old the, the old wives' house
2: housewives' right? tale, Something yeah, like something that. Like doesn't,
1: that. It, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't go like that, or something yeah. like that. Anyway, uh, we welcome you in. Uh, good thing for me, I didn't start the show with a sneeze fest. Uh, Anita Marks with you for the next three hours, getting you ready for the final four. Can't wait. Uh, later on tonight. Uh, what? What a uh, what an appetizer we had last night with Caitlin Clark. Now I was hosting our um, our our we Can wager gambling show last night, while Caitlin Clark was putting on a clinic against the best team in the country in South Carolina, and um, and Iowa beat the best team in the country, South Carolina, seventy-seven to seventy-three. Caitlin Clark 41 points, 15 of 31, 5 of 17 from behind the arc, 8 assists, 6 rebounds. Hands down, I think you can argue one of the best performances in college basketball history, period, regardless of gender. If you missed the game last night, i to say shame on you because you know me, full full transparency, I don't BS anyone. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I watch a lot of women's basketball. I don't. NBA College basketball. I just don't. I was home last night. I was working. I hosted our show. It was running late. Knicks taking a can of you know what to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, uh, so I was watching the game. And also, I was, I was excited to watch the game because of all the hype and all the excitement behind Caitlin Clark. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, if you didn't watch it, shame on you. I'm not going to say that. Right? Um, but you missed. This is what I will say you, you missed out. You missed out on hands down, I think, one of the best collegiate performances, period, regardless of gender. Did you guys, Harvey Joe, did you have a chance to uh, watch Iowa and South Carolina last night?
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: I tuned in in the second half, but I watched the ending of it, and she is probably the most electric player in college basketball that we have remaining. Uh, really, just unbelievable. She has scored 235 points. 82 assists and 52 rebounds this postseason in women's college basketball. Um, she's just, she's really unbelievable. So I spent some time this morning just taking a look, a, a look back in regard to the last 12 months and some of the athletes that we have been blessed to witness greatness. And I'm not going to, I don't want to dive into that right now. I do want to spend a good portion of the start of the show talking about the Knicks. Like I said, opening up a can of, you know what, against the Cavs. So I I do want to spend at least the first 30, 40 minutes talking about the Knicks. But at some point in time, I want to circle back to Caitlin Clark. And I felt like she deserved uh, to be mentioned in our Open just because of the performance that she put on last night. And man, I can't wait to see what she's going to do against LSU on Sunday at 3.30 in the afternoon. So, that is the Women's National Championship tomorrow, Sunday, 3 30 in the afternoon, uh, where Iowa takes on LSU. So, there's that. I'm going to circle back and I want to have a discussion in regard to uh, some of the uh, amazing performances we've seen this, this year in sport. Uh, Seth Greenberg uh, joined me earlier this week to talk about the Final Four on my, uh, my Bet Digital show. You can tune into it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on ESPN. Plus. Uh, so uh, I'm going to play that conversation for you. I love Seth Greenberg. I, he's just he's so great and one of the best, obviously, in, in evaluating college basketball talent. Jimmy Patsos has been with us through this ride, so he's going to join us as well in our second hour. Uh, we'll hear from Fat Jack, uh, fatjacksports.com. Uh, him and I will do a deep dive into how are we going to play the Final Four later on tonight. Uh, the first game. Is at uh, 6.09, I believe, is tip-off. Is it don't you guys find that weird? Like these like really yeah, six oh nine p.m. Uh, couldn't be it couldn't be six o'clock, it couldn't be six oh five, couldn't be six six ten. Six oh nine p.m. is tip-off for Florida, a Florida Atlantic University going up against San Diego State. San Diego State favored by two and a half, the over-under is one thirty-one and a half. And then at eight forty-nine, couldn't be eight forty-five. Couldn't be eight fifty. At eight forty nine, you've got UConn going up against the U baby, University of Miami. Mama me, my mom's been texting me. This is so funny, right? And and this is and listen, I'm from Miami, so I'm allowed to rip on Miami people because I'm from there, right? Isn't that the rule? Like you could tell jokes about your heritage as long as you know it's your heritage, right? So I'm from Miami. My, my mom never, ever, ever, mama mimi, watches college basketball, ever. The last two, two three weeks, all, she, she's just blowing me up. University of Miami, 6.30 this morning. I'm going to watch the game tonight. Are you going to watch the Am I going to watch the game? Yeah, yes, I'm going to. It's my job to watch the game, mom. <laughs> what do you mean am I going to watch the game? She is, she is all in on the University of Miami, but th- that's how Miami is, right? Like, all right, you know, they'll, they'll support a team, you know, they'll go to a Miami Dolphins game if the weather's not nice and, and nobody's hitting up South Beach. But man, if the team's winning and the team's good, same thing, Miami Heat, the Marlins, the Dolphins, now the Canes. My mom, Mama Mimi, is all in on the Canes. And she's going to a watch party tonight at 8.49 p.m. <laughs> unbelievable. So uh, you got a UConn team that's just been steamrolling over people, and they're favored by five and a half, and the over-under there is 149. So uh, we are going to uh, get you locked and loaded for both the, uh, the, the final four games later on tonight. I'm stoked. I'm excited about it. As always, Joe Wiz joins us each and every Saturday. He's got his own gambling show here on 98.7 ESPN, so we'll hear from him around 2.30. Um, but let, let's, let's, start, let's start the show off uh, and do a deep dive into what's going on with this Knicks team as they took care of the Cavs, 130 to 116. Um, I, <laughs> I, I text a very dear friend of mine who's a big Knicks fan uh, and who's really tapped in with the team uh, last night and said, hey, how do you feel about this Knicks game against the Cavs? Because I was considering wagering on it. I was going to take the Knicks, the Knicks getting points in Cleveland, right? No Julius Randle out. And the text message back to me was, don't feel good about it, but obviously I'll be watching and cheering them on. Okay, so I stayed away from it. Boy, dumb move. Knicks take care of the Cavs, 130-116. to Jalen Brunson, career high, 48 points, 9 assists, 4 rebounds, 7 three-pointers. Dude is just... And, you know, I mentioned this, I mentioned this last night on, on the gambling show, and that is uh, because, you know, obviously we followed the Knicks postgame show. And I'm not sitting here saying that Jalen Brunson deserves the MVP. It's not what I'm saying, right? It really, in, 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 in all honesty, I do believe Jokic deserves the MVP. The dude averages a triple-double every night. And if he doesn't hit the triple-double, it's like he's one assist off or he's one rebound off. That's how otherworldly he is, okay? I know a lot of people out there feel that Embiid deserves the MVP, whatever the crazy, It's going to go to one of those two cats, okay? But... My, my point is, don't you feel like Brunson should be a part of the discussion in regard to uh, just how exponentially better he makes this Knicks team when he's on the court and, and healthy? I just, again, I'm not saying that he should win it. All I'm saying is I do believe that he should at least be in the discussion. If Tatum is in the discussion for the Boston Celtics, I do believe that Brunson should be in the discussion for the, for the Knicks. Just my two cents. Mitch Robb had 14 rebounds. Um, Hardenstein uh, came in there. He had eight rebounds as well. Josh Hart, both Hardenstein and Josh Hart, averaging about 29, 30 minutes now with no Julius Randle. Uh, Donovan Mitchell put up 42 points. They still lost, like I said, 130 to 116, but no Jared Allen. Now, again, we had Jimmy Patsos on the show last week. He'll be joining us in about 45 minutes and he made an interesting point. He said that he felt that the 76ers are a better matchup for the Knicks than the Cavs because of the combination of Mobley and Jared Allen. Now, Jared Allen didn't play last night. So did we really get a true taste of what round one of the postseason could be for this Knicks team against the Cavs? I don't think so. I think, I think Jared Allen not being active and attractive – uh, I, I think obviously played a role into uh, the, the Cavs losing. I think this series is going to be a lot more competitive than what we saw last night. And not that it wasn't competitive. There were peaks and valleys, but nonetheless in the fourth quarter, uh, the Knicks pretty much ran away with it. They went on a run. The Knicks do own this series, this season three and one their record against the Cavs. So there's that. As we know, Julius Randall is going to be on the shelf for two weeks uh, which means hopefully he'll be ready to rock and roll come April 5th, 15th, April 16th. That is when the, uh, the postseason starts. 800 You want to get in on this Knicks discussion? I've got a lot of questions for you Knicks fans. Number one, how confident are you that the Knicks could win their first round series against the Cavs after last night's performance, even though Jarrett Allen was not on the court? How confident are you? I, I, I think it was a big... I, I think it was pretty significant. I think this is a much different Cavs team when, you both have, when they have both Allen and Mobley in the paint. So I'm not putting too... Myself, I'm not putting too much weight into this Knicks win. I think it's a phenomenal win. But I'm just not putting too much weight into it. What say you? 800-919-3776. And do you think I'm right? Do you think Brunson at least should be a part of the MVP discussion? All you Knicks fans who called in 98.7 ESPN uh, when the Knicks paid him, uh, paid that man his money, and uh, Knicks fans called in way too much money. Spent too much money on Brunson. How much money is too much money on Brunson now? I don't think it's enough. 800 919 Also, we'll take a look at uh, the remaining schedule for both the Knicks and the Cavs. Uh, they're two and a half games behind. Uh, they've got four games remaining. Could they potentially catch up with Cleveland? Maybe surpass them? I don't think so. We get back. I'll tell you all the reasons why. Anita Marks with you. Let's talk some nicks. 800 919 3776
0: here on 98.7 ESPN. Excuse me, I sneezed. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: As for Cleveland, a, pretty, a, a much easier ride for their remaining four games. Um, going up against Indy, then they're in Orlando two days, Tuesday and Thursday. They take on Orlando, who's been better than I thought. And then Sunday, they end uh, the season at home against Charlotte. So I do not believe the Knicks are going to be able to catch up with the Cavs. Uh, but, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go four and oh, their remaining four games, eight hundred nine 919 Let's go to Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, welcome in.
2: Hey, good morning. Oh, good, e- oh, good evening. Just wanted to just say, uh, talk about the Knicks. Um, thought that they played a fantastic game and it's kind of why I'm, a little. Uh, I, I, I like the matchup against um, the Cavaliers. Uh, I think Donovan Mitchell is a great superstar talent. It's just when it when it comes to the defensive end. He's gonna get out. He's gonna pretty much get neutralized by Brunson, and I think that this is um, this can be the best possible matchup for the Knicks. Hopefully, Randall does come back because we do need those rebound. We do need those rebounds because I didn't think the Cavs were um, playing extra hard for this game. And side note, uh, Caitlin Clark is everything as advertised. She is the Steph Curry of, of, of women's basketball. She was fantastic yesterday.
1: She's just Jose. Did you watch the full game? Did you watch the, the whole game from start to finish? I watched
2: the whole game from start to finish. I had the Knicks game on my cell phone while I had the uh, women's game on the big screen, and it was like it. it I was so surprised at how great that they um, neutralized everyone. Else, uh, uh, that whole South Carolina team, because everyone knows that, that South Carolina team was etching to go down in history as the greatest team of all time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's really, really, really unbelievable. Um, and, mm-hmm. and that's what, right, Jose, that's what made it. And thank you for your phone call, Jose. Appreciate it. That's what made her performance last night so amazing was that it was against the best team in the country. They had won 36 straight this season. In fact, uh, their win streak, if I remember correctly, I think it's 42 if they go back to last season. So the best team, the best defense, and not listen, not to take anything away from her teammates, but also, I want to credit the, the, the head coach for the ladies' Iowa team because she was really strategic in regard to when she took Caitlin Clark out to give her a breather because when she was not on the court, it was a whole nother situation. It was a whole nother story. So not to give her teammates credit, credit where credit's due, but boy, talk about a straw that stirs the drink. It is all Caitlin Clark for Iowa when she was not on the court. Uh, you got the sense that, oh no, oh okay. no, South Carolina's going to come back here. So she's got to get back on the court. And when she was on the court, she was just like, it, it, if you have an opportunity to go back and watch the game, I highly recommend you should. It's, it, it's, it's just, it's a really unbelievable performance from a human being, regardless of gender. Okay, let's go to Jason. Jason, welcome in.
3: Hey Anita, how are you?
1: I'm great. Good afternoon. How are you doing?
3: Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I actually spoke to you uh, before the NBA season. Uh, I wanted to just quick Nick's comment and ask you a question. Um, I was definitely on the side of the the Knicks dropping the ball with Donovan Mitchell, and I, I don't know. The Knicks have this infatuation with RJ Barrett. I mean, the Knicks fans had this infatuation with RJ Barrett, and some of these young players and I think they should have pulled the trigger but I mean at this point you know Cleveland's not giving them up so my question to you would be you know it seems like they have they need one more player to seriously be a contender I don't think this group is a championship team even if you get the full potential out of all of them but who is out there and like do we even have a a a couple of names in the league that could come in and make the Knicks a contender that will actually, are they a free agent? Is the team willing to trade them? Because I really don't know. I, I don't know who Damian there to be the answer right now. How,
1: how would you, how'd you like to see Damian Lillard on this squad, Jason?
3: I would love to see him here, but we'll probably yeah, give me him too. up. I would love to see him here.
1: You know, I, I know I know. that's a name that's been, uh, you know, circ- circulating out there uh, for, for quite a while. Jason, thanks for the phone call. You know, it, it's interesting you know, I, I do. Here's the thing. I, I just, I love this Knicks team. Why do I love this Knicks team this season? Um, because they're, they've gone above and beyond expectation, right? They're fun to watch. They're a fun unit. Granted, yeah, R.J. Barrett and, and, uh, and Toppin got into it uh, last night. We saw it on TV. Okay. After, apparently, they were hugging and kissing in, in, in the locker room. They're, they're best buds. It's all good. This is what happens if you play. And I know we've got some calls coming in 800-919-3776. We're going to get to you. Um, You know, if if you've played any type of organized sport. Okay. At at times, you know, stuff gets chippy. You know, you're, you're, you're an athlete, you're competitive. You want to win. You know, many, many times, you know, I've, I've gotten into, you know, heated discussion, heated argument with a teammate. But when the game is over, boom, you know, we're, we're at our local watering hole, you know, having like a post game meal and, and like nothing happened. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not reading it. I don't think there's any drama surrounding RJ Barrett and, and, and Toppin. I don't think there's any issues there, but I just, I, 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 like, I like the nucleus of this team. I think it's healthy. It's fun. Right. I, I, I like what we've seen this season. I understand. But at the same time, I understand what you're saying. How far, how far can this Knicks team go, realistically? Right? Um, I, I, I think the, the first round series against the Cavs is going to be competitive. I am excited to see it. And again, I'm not buying too much into last night's performance with the Knicks beating them uh, by, you know, almost 15 points because Jared Allen was not there uh, with, with the Cavs, hundred percent with Allen and Mobley in the paint. I, I think they're a much different unit. Okay. But I do believe that this is going to be a competitive series. And I, and, and I think the Knicks have what it takes to win in advance, but are they the team? Do they have the components that they need to beat the Bucks? Again, Jimmy Patsos is going to be joining us in about 30 minutes. He feels that a better matchup for the Knicks is the 76ers. He feels they have what it takes to beat the 76ers. Do they have what it takes to take to, to beat Boston? A lot of people feel that even though the Bucks are going to more than likely end up as the number one seed in the East, that the Boston Celtics are the team to really be most for- fearful of heading into the postseason. They're heating up right now. They're finally getting healthy. You know, do the Knicks have what it takes to, to, to go the distance, a seven game series against Boston, a seven game series against the box and win. I don't believe so. I agree with you. I do believe that they are, they're that one, um, you know, that one really phenomenal player away from being able to, 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 to compete with the Bucs and the Celtics and the 76ers. But I do believe that what this team has right now has what it takes to potentially pull an upset. Because if they did win, it would be an upset. So... And I, I know, I know, I know. The point to play the game is to win, and Knicks fans want would I would not want would not love anything more than, of course, the Knicks to bring home an NBA championship again. But again, I just there, there's something fun about this this scrappy Knicks team that I think could cause some issues for teams in the postseason. I said this a few weeks ago. I feel like this Knicks team. Is the team heading into the postseason that nobody wants to play? Nobody wants to face. They're like the Jacksonville Jaguars of the NFL last season. Nobody wanted to face the Jacksonville Jaguars in the postseason last year. Defense was peaking. Trevor Lawrence was finally digesting the offense with Doug Peterson. Nobody wanted to play the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. It's, it's kind of like that's my analogy with this Knicks team. Could they pull some upsets? Yeah. But are you 100% confident? Like, yeah, this team's like the box, yeah. Like, we're in it to win it. No, I, I agree with you. I think, they're, I think they're one grade A player away. 800 919 We come back. Dave, you'll be first up. Anita Marks with you here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Our golf show returns for another season tomorrow. Bright and early, 8 a.m., 8 to 9 a.m., on the tee with Anita Marks. That is me uh, getting you ready for the final round of the Valero, and also we will be looking forward to the Masters, a tradition unlike any other um, that uh, tees off, thank you, on Thursday. Can't wait. Can't wait. The Masters. It's finally here. Unbelievable. Tiger Woods, the live players, finally, um, you know, Sharing space, yet again, with the PGA players. Is there going to be animosity there? I believe so much drama. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Uh, by the way, so looking at the East and where it stands right now, if the season was to end today, the Bucks would play the eighth seed, pretty much more than likely either Atlanta, Toronto, or the Bulls. Boston would play the seventh seed, which I'm anticipating is going to be the Heat. Uh, the 76ers would play the Nets. Cleveland, of course, we've been talking about it, uh, taking on the Knicks. So uh, that's how I see it playing out. As for the West, how about this? You imagine Denver in the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs out there in the West? How much fun would that be? Whoa. whoa. Uh, Memphis would take on the seventh seed. Could be the Lakers, could be New Orleans, could be the T-Wolves, Dallas, OKC. Um, the Kings would either take on Golden State or the Clippers and, and vice versa. So the Kings and the Suns uh, would be hosting their first round and uh, either or would go up against the Golden State Warriors or the Clippers. You imagine the Suns with KD first round against Golden State. Hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited for the NBA postseason. It's going to be fun. Uh, let's get to your calls. eight hundred nine 919 3776 Let's go to Dave in Jersey City. Dave, welcome in. Good afternoon. How you doing?
2: Good afternoon, Anita. I love your show. Your screener, I'm going to let them get a good laugh today. I'm going to take the official gong of the day. But Mm-mm. three plays I wish the Knicks could k- keep their eye on. Timmy Gonzaga, Cam Johnson, because he's a free agent on the net. And if they could try to go for um Jaylen Brown. I love your show and you do a great job. I listen to you all the time and I'll take the gong. Enjoy your day everyone.
1: I don't think I don't there's no gong there. I listen, I love Cam Johnson. Only thing with Cam Johnson, dude's got to play defense. And here's the thing in the NBA, you got to want to play defense. You've got to you 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 got to take pride in playing defense. I just don't think the dude wants to play defense. That's my only thing, but I I don't know what that was, but I, I oh, okay. I, but I I do like Cam Johnson. Uh, let's go to uh, Jamel calling in from the Bronx. Jamel, welcome in. Good afternoon.
3: Good afternoon, Anita. How's everything? Fantastic. Great, great. Just wanted to ask you about your thoughts on the uh, RJ and OB, uh, I guess, dust up last night. And is it the same as Randall and IQ get, getting into it? A couple
1: weeks back. Yeah. You know, I, I mentioned it before Jamel, do, do you play, have you played organized sports before? Yes, I have. Okay. So you, I mean, listen, many a times, you know, it's very interesting. I've got the mouth of a sailor. It's, it's, it's really amazing to me in all my years on radio that I've never cursed on the radio. It's really <laughs> amazing to me. I, I'm being serious being like, I am just, I am, I have the worst potty mouth in, in, on, on the planet. It's really bad. It's really, really bad. Um, I make people uncomfortable in regard to uh, my, my vocabulary sometimes, especially when I'm playing sports. And I want to win. And Jamel, thank you for the phone call. I appreciate it. I want to win so bad. Whenever if, I, I think I've said this before. If you lined up 10 of my best friends in a room and you asked all of them to, to, to one, one adjective to best describe me, um, majority of them will say competitive probably nine of the 10 will say, Oh, competitive. I am. I'm competitive at everything I do. I want to win it. Everything I do. I want to be great at everything I do. And if I'm not, I'm ticked off and I'm angry and I'm hot. And you know, there's been many a times like, you know, like I'll go after it. I'll go after a teammate. Like what the blah, 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 are you doing? Get your head out of your blah, 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 butt. Like, let's go. What are we doing? We're here to win. Blah, 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 blah. Like, like I'm, but when the game's over, it's over. You leave it on the court. You leave it on the field. You're done. Like it's, it's in the heat of the moment. And, you know, you go for that post-game drink or that post-game meal. You don't even think about it. No hard feelings. You're not catching feelings. It's sports. So I, I just, I, I want to believe that that's what happened with RJ Barrett and, and Toppin last night. At least I hope it is. Because like I said, I just I, I like the makeup of this team. And the last thing you, you need right now is drama, as we're just a few weeks away from the postseason uh, tipping off. Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, welcome in.
5: Hi, Anita. Anita, I am really interested and excited about tonight's NCAA Final Four. First of all, we have a chance of having a mid-major win the championship. Do you know the last time that happened ever? It happened in 1966, Texas Western, which later became Texas El Paso. They were the first team to field an all-black starting lineup. They beat Kentucky and Adolph Rupp, which was very significant. Uh, Pat Riley was on that team. But you have San Diego State and Florida Atlantic, two mid-major teams with a chance to win the championship. I love it. I love it. I think anything chaotic in sports is fantastic. Uh, Now you have UConn. If they win it, think of this. This will never, ever happen again. Uh, Calhoun won it in 2011. Ali won it in 2014. And now Hurley in 2023. Three championships in 13 years with three different coaches. That, that, that's amazing. So I'm really looking forward to all the storylines with these games. I hope they're good games. And I just root for chaos. I always like to see something new, something different, exciting happening. Now, as far as the NBA goes... Anita, think of this. You know, we're always talking about odds and probability. In the Western Conference, you have Denver first, Memphis second, Sacramento third, Phoenix fourth, and L.A. Clippers fifth. Those five teams have gone a combined 275 years, 275 years, and have never won an NBA championship wouldn't that be amazing if one of these five teams can win it this year? They've never won it. None of those five teams and their ancestors. Memphis was Vancouver, Sacramento was Kansas City, Omaha and before that Kansas City uh, before that Cincinnati. Phoenix has never won it. And the LA Clippers, their ancestors were the Buffalo Braves. I know Richard Richard, you know, chaotic again. And all I root for in mm. sports is chaos. Pleasure, Anita, thank you.
1: You got it. Richard always here's the thing with Richard, right? Don't you guys, and, and, and I, I want to imagine that Richard calls other shows, right, Harvey and Joe, that you, you guys oversee and you produce. I don't, doesn't he like to come in and he just like spew knowledge? And in and, and the way that he, like, he'll ask me if, if I know when, do I know when the last time a mid-major won an NCAA? No, of course I don't know that.
2: He's, a, he's a thesaurus of knowledge. This, this, uh, he's, a,
1: he's, a, he's a historian. He's a sports historian. He does but call other shows. It, he's a he's But a it's funny. He likes to, he'll call in. He'll ask me if I know. Avi, I don't know. And then he'll just pick it up and he'll answer his own question with even more to offer you.
2: With Richard, so. you learn something new every day. It's Riley just
1: absolutely absolutely. Uh, let's go to Eli. Eli, welcome in. Hey, Anita. what's going on? Um,
3: definitely listening to fantasy football, but uh, baseball's back, so. But uh, to touch up on the Knicks, um, listen, the Knicks,
2: fine, everybody is afraid to face them. But the thing is, with, can the Knicks win a series? Like, I understand you, they could beat uh, uh, Denver or Boston at any given night, but could they be consistent enough to do it for a series? That's why I think that the Knicks always get bounced off in the first place. Or not, but it, it's playoffs. The last time got bumped off. It's fired
1: by Atlanta, so I don't. Think yeah, I mean, but but Eli, at the same time, and thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. I, I just I, I look at this Knicks team very different than than that series against Atlanta a few years ago. Uh, Julius Randall was a shell of himself. Boy, uh, did did he go to hell in a handbag? Really, um. Mm-hmm. And then wasn't able, this is just, you got Jalen Brunson, you finally have an NBA team that's got a point guard. And, and really the biggest concern I think is Julius Randle coming back and how healthy will he be by April 15th, April 16th. I just think this is a much different team uh, than that team that faced Atlanta. And that was the COVID season. Keep that in mind. That was the COVID season as well. Uh, Let's go to Sal in Dutchess. Sal, welcome in. Good afternoon.
6: Good afternoon, Anita. Thanks for taking my call you know you and you guys always do a, a great job um quick thing uh before i get to my NCAA question um what do you think about the clippers this year do you like them at all cuz i had them from the beginning of the year i thought they were going to i mean they're in fifth place now but what do you think about yeah, them yeah but
1: no no pg no no paul george
6: but he's out for, he's out for the whole the rest of the season or he might come back
1: I I think they're hoping that he's going to get back. I don't know. I don't have that timetable in front of me, so I can't answer that, Sal. That's
6: fine. Now, who do you – in um, baseball, I took the Yankees and the Mets, not not in the World Series, just to win their American League, National League. And then I took Toronto uh, Maple Leafs to win the Cup in the beginning of the season. You know, I just was wondering how you like it. And then my NCAA question – it is like um, I heard your mom on the Super Bowl, and who do you like between Connecticut and the Hurricanes, the uh, Miami?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, Sal. Thanks for the phone call, I appreciate it. Uh, University of Miami and and UConn, UConn's just been steamrolling people. Uh, we're gonna spend the next I don't know uh, 30 minutes, and Sal, thanks for the phone call. Uh, we're gonna spend the next 30 minutes getting you ready. Uh, For the final four, Seth Greenberg is going to, we're going to hear from him uh, coming up in the next segment. He joined me earlier this week on my bet digital show and him and I did a deep dive, had a really, really good conversation about the remaining four teams. Uh, I'm going to play that for you next. Jimmy Patsos, former head coach of uh, Siena Marist, uh, as well as Loyola and, uh, and, and, uh, Maryland is going to be joining us at the top of the hour. So excited to get him on. So we're going to, we're going to start doing a deep dive into the final four and getting you ready Uh, in regard to major league baseball. And and we'll spend some time in the second hour talking about the Yankees and the Mets. I know a lot of love for Volpe right now. uh, And a lot of comparison going on right now with him and Derek Jeter. I think we need to slow our roll, but nonetheless, um, uh, in regard to the American league East, I like the blue Jays In regards to the National League East, I like the Atlanta Braves. I'm really high on the Padres this season. And my favorite bet out there right now is the Arizona Diamondbacks over 76.5 wins. I think the Arizona Diamondbacks are going to be a real good team this season. I think they're going to impress a lot of people. They've got a lot of young, exciting talent. And they won 74 games last season. They're much better now. So... Uh, in regard to Major League Baseball, you're talking about, Sal, some of the uh, the, the futures bets out there. Uh, that's that's kind of how I'm rolling. Uh, I'm really concerned, obviously, with the injuries already to Verlander and what's going on with the Mets, uh, let alone the Yankees as well. Although opening day was fantastic with, with Garrett Cole and, of course, Aaron Judge, first at bat, home run. What's new? He picked up where he left off. Uh, but I, I think both... Both teams have some major, major concerns. But we'll, we'll, we'll dive into some Major League Baseball talk coming up in, in our second hour. Stay tuned. We get back. Seth Greenberg uh, will we'll join the show and, uh, and get his view heading into tonight's Final Four. Right here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Seth Greenberg joined me earlier this week on my bet show. It's a, it's a digital show. You could. Tune in too, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on ESPN+. Plus. My first question to him was, FAU started the tournament 300-1. Those were the odds for the Owls. 300-1 to win the NCAA tournament, right? Uh, and along the way, we've been expecting, um, you know, not expecting this many upsets, but boy, have they delivered coming out of that ninth seed. So my first question to him is, you know, what has made this FAU team so successful?
4: Yeah, well, offensively, they play four guards, basically four what I call four gamers and shot makers. So they're really hard to match up with. Like, let's take the Tennessee game, for example. Tennessee played the two bigs. Those four guards in defensive transition, because when they get a stop and they're a very good defensive team, they're running it right at you. Whoever gets that rebound is pushing it, and they get filling lanes. Well, you know what? If you play two bigs, you're going to have a hard time getting matched up with it. And now when you get a hard time getting matched up with it, it's an advanced pass. A drive, a kick, one more, and they're knocking down an open three or get to the basket, get to the free throw line. So first, in transition, because they are a good defensive team, they put a lot of pressure on the defense because of the number of guys that can make a play and make a shot. That's really, really important. Uh, the second thing they do is to get extra possessions. They're a relentless offensive rebounding team. They say, wait a second. Got golden seven feet. is a bunch of 6'4 dudes. They rebound out of quickness. They pursue... Miss shots. They shoot a ton of threes, long rebounds, their quickness. They beat people to the basketball. So they get extra possessions that way. And then defensively, they push you out of step. They really do a good job of pressuring the basketball, taking you out of what you want to do, push you out of step, make you uncomfortable, get you out of rhythm. Uh, Did a great job. Kansas State, absolutely. Kind of, if you can call 30 and I think 12, a good job. But they took everyone else away in that game when they played K-State. So... Those are the things that they do really well. They're hard to game for. They're hard to match up with. And then finally, John L. Davis is a, just a brutal, brutal matchup on the perimeter as a go-to scorer. And Vardoslav Golden is a big that when they play high-low basketball, they play at a penetration or he ducks in, or he's a long roller, short roller. He's shown the ability to score. So uh, I've been really, really impressed with him, and and they're resilient. I mean, they're really resilient. Think about it. They're going to get their run, and they really believe they might be struggling. They might hit a wall. They might get stuck, but eventually they'll get that run, and when they get that run, they they make that one big momentum three
1: that just flips the game. Yeah, and of course, now they're going to be in San Diego State, right? The first Mountain West team to make it this far. They're a small favorite. They're favored by two. We just heard all the reasons why you like FAU. If you're someone who believes defense wins championships, maybe you're leaning towards the Aztecs. With that being said, um, who do you have winning this game?
4: You know what? Uh, right now, I have FAU in the game. The more I dig deep into it, and it's, it's real simple identity. Now, people say you can't, you know, San Diego State's going to slow you down. You can't run them. And they're going to just basically dictate the tempo. Kind of like when people talk about Virginia. Well, Virginia, you know, you play against Virginia, they're going to pose their identity on the game. I'm watching this at the U team. They play fast, they play slow. But what they do is they still make you match up. So one of those front court guys on San Diego State's going to have to defend a guard on the perimeter. Now, defensive rebounding will be important because San Diego State dominates you on the glass. Hard to go against San Diego State because of the physicality, their toughness, and 100% they buy into their identity, impose their identity. But this FAU team, the more I watch them, they have a physicality. It's an athletic physicality. It's a physicality built on quickness, confidence, and shot
1: making. Uh, For me, I'm someone who believes defense wins championships, not just in the NFL, but in in, in basketball as well. I'm leaning. I like San Diego State. I'm going to lay the points. I also like the under here, Seth. It might be my favorite play. They've won 14 of their last 15 games. Top five defense. They're holding opponents to 65 points or less. They held, here's the biggest stat that really blew me away. They held combined Alabama and Creighton to three three pointers. That's it, three three pointers. Uh, Creighton, 11% from behind the arc, two of 17. And offensively, Trammell, you know, they can score. So, FAU their defense gotten gotten 20th in college better. basketball. Score.
4: Yeah, no, I know. So, look, I so see I'm where you're coming towards... from. I'll give, I'll give you your best argument. You know. They beat they beat San Diego State, uh, They beat Utah State three times. Utah State plays a lot like FAU. They live and die with the three point line. They play with good flow. They have four four gamers and shot makers. Maybe not as good defensively. So, it's, look, it's, e- it's easy to make an argument either way uh, because of the history of standing state playing against a team like Utah State and then a the league where there's a lot of scoring teams like New Mexico State. New Mexico, I should say.
1: Uh, let's talk about the team that I think is going to win this whole damn thing, and that's UConn. Uh, they've just been bulldozing through people. <clears throat> I really thought that that game against Gonzaga be going to be one of the best games uh, competitively that we have that we will have watched Uh, through March Madness. Full disclosure, Seth, I fell asleep. I woke up around 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, With that being said, do you feel that UConn was not seeded properly? Do you feel that they were better than a fourth seed coming in, and and are they just peaking at the right time? How do you assess this?
4: Anita, you know this stuff better than I do, but I'm I'm no rocket scientist. They haven't lost to a team outside the Big East. Now think about that. They had not lost to a team outside the Big East. When you play league play, there's a familiarity and what you're going to give and what you're going to take away. You play those dudes for the first time. You know it's anogo going to paint. It's Hawkins coming off, flying off screens. But it's Andre Jackson that really is the toughest matchup here because Andre Jackson, you can't you can't game plan for what he does and his impact on the game. Their depth is for real. They got 14 feet of post guys. Alex Carban might be the best blend player in the country. Uh, this Connecticut team is really special. Yeah, Miami's got great guard play. And Jordan Miller and Andre Jackson, if you want to match up, that will be a matchup to watch. That'll be one that, you know, in your world, you'll probably kind of, you know, will, will Jordan Miller make his number? You know, how many how many re, uh, rebounds and assists will Andre Jackson have? But when he's flying around, that dude is good. But so is Jordan Miller, who went, played a game yesterday. Now, think about this. Played against Texas. All right, Jordan Miller did not miss a shot. 7-7 seven seven from the field, made all his free throws. He is a maybe one of the most underappreciated players in the country, but this this Connecticut team, uh, they are really special. I would have worried more about them playing Texas because of the way Texas defends than worried about oh. Miami.
1: So, uh, let me give you my play in the UConn game. I, like I said, I'm on UConn, I'll lay the points. I also like Hawkins over 16 and a half points because I I, I do believe that they're going to be focusing in um, on on the center. But nonetheless, you know, this is the only team remaining that ranks in the top 12 in both defense and offensive efficiency. Like I said, they've been bulldozing through people. They held Gonzaga to 33 points from the field, 10% from three. So their defense has been spot on. You you mentioned Miami, Seth, and you're right. I feel like each and every time, number one, I doubt Miami. I didn't have them beating Drake. I didn't have them beating Indiana. I certainly didn't have them beating Texas. But each and every game, there's a new guard, or there's a new player that steps up. And it's not just one guy who's the star of the show, right? It's a variety of guys. So with that being said, how can Miami beat UConn? What do they need to do, Seth?
4: Well, it's their guard play. I mean, it starts with their guard play. When you have a guy like Isaiah Wong, ACC player of the year, when you have Nigel Pack, who has the in his play, knows where his shots are coming from, can really stretch the defense. Ruga Poplar is a lead defender. That matchup with Jordan Hawkins will be a really interesting one to watch. Uh, Ruga, really strong, Philly kid, tough, aggressive. Uh, they can own the tempo with the game because of their guards, and then they create a couple matchup problems. Jordan Miller and, and Andre, I talked about him. But don't discount nor Chad O'Meara. The dude gobbles up rebounds like Pac-Man. He is absolutely relentless on the glass. Had 17 rebounds the other day. I think he had 12 yesterday, coming in foul trouble. And then Jim Laranaga, I'm a huge Danny Hurley fan. I think he's not a good coach. He's a great coach. Those guys play for him. I watch him practice all the time. I go up there, and they play like their habits. Uh, they, they are really committed to doing it. What they do in playing to the stress. They're, built, they're, they're Belichickian in that everyone does their job. But so is Miami. Miami, they can set their defense. Miami, if they can, the game can be a little physical because they're active in gaps. Miami, in their ball screen offense, they spin around and they have guys that can either drive a close out or make a shot. Think about this. Miami came back from down 13 yesterday, and they, I think they only made two threes in the game. They had 50-plus points in the second half. They only made two threes in the game. That's a team that knows how to score. They also got to the line 30 times. So uh, I think that will be a way that Miami could potentially pull this upset off. But look, Connecticut gets to the offensive glass. They limit you to one shot. They run you off the three. They protect the front of the rim. Uh, They take you out out of what you want to do. They beat you with their depth. They beat you with the three. They beat you at the rim. They beat you off the bounce. And then you got Andre Jackson, who to me is like a, you know, he's like a wild card because you just can't game plan for how he plays.
1: So with that being said, Omir has got the good hair, but UConn's going to win the big dance. Are we in agreement there?
4: Yeah, omir has got big time hair. I'm really jealous, personally. Uh, but uh, UConn, I think, is, is a little bit, is just deeper and more talented. Uh, I would think that Wong and Miller... And uh, Nigel
1: Pack would absolutely have to go off for Miami to win. So, again, Seth Greenberg and I, our discussion uh, this week, uh, talking about the Final Four and and two really phenomenal games. I can't wait for tonight. Uh, we come back. Jimmy Patsos will join us. We'll continue to talk about the Final Four. Also curious to get his thoughts on Caitlin Clark and, and what an unbelievable performance it was for her last night. Uh, Iowa taking on t- taking down South Carolina. We'll talk some NBA with Jimmy as well. So hang tight. We kick off hour two right here on ninety eight point seven ESPN.